For centuries, the lands of myth have lived in peace. But when an old enemy threatens myth and its magic, Fable and Brendan must work together to put a stop to him and save both myth and earth. But with a broken past, can there be a bright future? This is their story. Chapter 4 Understanding Fable's heart pounded as she rode Bluebell back into Darnassy. The sound of running hooves on the trail matching her heart beat for beat. Creek held tightly behind her, and Ashling clung to her keeper's shoulders. All of them? Fable asked, to make sure she understood the situation, though she was certain not even the council could understand this. Everyone had the same dream, Creek repeated. The door, the fall of Darnassy, the cages, and you standing with a human between us and some guy with a Mara. That was the only difference as Fable came to find out. Everyone else dreamed that she was standing between them and the cloaked man, while she didn't see anyone besides the young man and the cloaked man. The words were still echoing along the edges of her mind as well, and the feel of them made her anxious. As they drew closer to Darnassy, Fable could tell the festive aura the village once had was now replaced by one of fear and confusion. She slowed Bluebell to a walk as they rode into the village, some of her people looking at her in terror while others had looks as if they were putting the blame on her. Babel was hesitant to even get off of Bluebell, as she, Creek, and Ashling rode into the square. Sensing her keeper's unease, Ashling gently nuzzled Fable to reassure her. It helped a little, but Fable's unease did not go away, especially when she saw the council was in the center of the square. Forest Dreamwalker spotted her approach and stepped forward to greet her lightly patting Bluebell's neck. Lady Keeper, he said politely, glancing to Ashling as the Foxdrake draped herself across Fable's shoulders. He knew in the old days, a Keeper would be part of the council, usually in the place of a soul member. But he had said Fable was too young to be a member, so in her cottage she stayed. I take it you had a dream as well? Fable nodded, dismounting Bluebell carefully so not to dislodge. Ashling from her perch. Yes, sir. It wasn't a pleasant one. The same as the rest of us? Forrest asked, his deep green eyes watching her. Fable gulped. I understand I dreamed from my perspective. At the human side in front of the man and the Mara. Was there any difference in the herbs you used for the lunar sight potion? No, sir. I used the same ingredients as Ashling first taught me. I even used the freshest herbs from my garden. So then, Sparrow Mistrider said with a gasp, her chiming voice sounding more like an anxious bird. While members of air were usually one of the wisest, able to step back and see the bigger picture, Sparrow was flighty and anxious, much like her namesake. It is a prophecy then. A prophecy claiming that a terrible enemy is coming to myth! Now, Sparrow, now is not the time for hysterics, Thicket Stormwood answered. As he was the member of Earth, he was the Council's rock, so to speak. He was the one that held steady and encouraged calmness to think things through. While it is a possibility, I felt this was more of a warning, that there's time for this enemy to be avoided. And how are you so sure? River Nobleflame asked. In his stance as the Fire Member, 
He was the combat advisor, and in charge of trades and relations with other races of myth. He kept the peace, but heavens help the one person that manages to anger him. His anger didn't blaze, but burned coldly when provoked. Perhaps the brewing of this potion was incomplete, and thus giving nightmares. Everyone the same nightmare? Thicket asked. And from different perspectives. How else can you explain the appearances of the human? River asked. Humans have never set foot in myth, as ordained by the Fox Drakes when myth was created. No human is to enter myth as a founding law. As the council started to argue amongst themselves over the matter, Fable heard Ashling huff. <laughs> they squabble like hatchlings over strawberries, she muttered, almost making Fable laugh. But she managed to hold it in to where only a small grin cracked her lips. Forest Star Scribe looked at Fable, raising an eyebrow at her. Fable felt his gaze and looked back, swallowing at the piercing blue eyes. They weren't like the cloaked man from her dream, but they still seemed to freeze her in place. He watched her for a long moment, making Fable wonder what he was thinking. As the water member, he was the main advisor in the council. Taking in all what the others said into careful consideration, and would add his voice in favor of an idea that sounded best in a discussion. Some joked in passing who the real soul member was Forest or Frost. He soon turned away from Fable and cleared his throat. When no one turned to hear him, Frost cleared his throat more until the council silenced and looked at him. We have yet to complete the cleansing rituals, he said. They are done after the full moon festival for two reasons. To cleanse the spirit of all fears and negative energies collected over the years, and to bring better understanding to the dreams that the full moon festival has brought the previous night. I say before anything else is done, we need to complete these traditions and come back to this matter tomorrow when we have more understanding. This will also give me time to consult the star charts and see what the heavens have to offer in this troubling vision. Are we in agreement? Forrest pondered this for a moment before giving a nod. I can agree to this. We don't have enough information to fully understand what our next step ought to be as of yet. Sparrow was already shaking her head. I disagree. There is danger on our front step, and if we don't do anything about it, it will take our homes and our lives. And how do you plan on chasing this threat away? River asked. Twitter at it. Sparrow's cheeks flushed and she looked away from River, not giving him the satisfaction of answering to the insult. River huffed and shook his head. I'm in agreement. We need time to breathe and to think on this. Thicket also nodded his agreement, though he didn't speak it. Forrest nodded as he looked at each council member. It is agreed then, he said, turning to the people of Darnassi. Return to your homes and rest. When the cleansing rituals are complete, take note of your findings and return them here tomorrow morning. We will need all the information we can gather to better understand this. He looked a fable. We will need your insights too, as you had a clearer point of view of this man and this human. Fable gave a nod in understanding. Yes, sir. Forrest gave one more nod, then addressed the gathered elves. Until tomorrow. Taking the hint, 
the council and the gathered elves anxiously departed to complete the cleansing rituals. Fable took this hint and stepped over to Bluebell, Creek offering her reins back. He looked worried, and for once, Fable wasn't sure if she could offer comfort. Not with that ominous nightmare hanging over the village like a cloud that refused to rain. Will you be okay? Creek asked. Yeah, I should be, Fable answered. You? I think so, he responded, watching as she mounted up on Bluebell. What do you think is going on? Fable bit her lip. She couldn't give him the truth, given that she wasn't sure what the truth was herself at this point. I can't really be sure, she answered after a moment. Not until I have some answers for myself, but want to hang out after the cleansings? Creek gave a smile, though Fable knew it wasn't his true smile. He was anxious, like everyone in Darnacy at the moment. Yeah, sounds like fun, he answered. We can go swimming. Sounds like a plan, Fable answered, clicking her tongue at Bluebell and riding back to her cottage. Ashling remained on Fable's shoulder, gently nuzzling her keeper's cheek as she sensed the elven girl's worry. There was a lot they needed to do yet, and answers would come. Fable was sure of that. Are you sure this is okay? Fable asked as Ashling led her to a spring near the cottage. Fable had seen a few animals come to drink from it, even a unicorn once, as even here in myth, wild unicorns are rare. And like the fox drakes, they chose who rode and kept them. The spring was fed by a small waterfall, and it drained into another river nearby that went toward the sea. It was deep enough so when Fable would step into it, it would come up to her hips. And the bottom was more smooth pebbles than mud, though the lilies still grew here, giving life to frogs and dragonflies alike, and leaving the water very pure. I'm certain, Ashling answered. With how intense that vision was, this spring will be better suited for clarity and cleansing. And the ritual won't cause harm, as we're using natural herbs, and they'll be washed to sea when we're finished. Ready? Fable was wrapped in a wool robe, her hair secured back though she knew it was going to get wet anyway. She wore sandals to protect her feet outside the spring, and in a basket she carried lavender blooms, a jar of burdock root, another jar of rosemary, four white candles, and her journal. She stood at the edge of the spring. While the cleansing was her favorite part of the full moon festival, she wasn't eager to face the vision again. Ashing sat on the edge of the stones nearby and curled her tail around her claws, looking rather cat-like as she looked up at her keeper. Come on, she encouraged. Taking a quick glance around, Fable knelt by the water and set up the candles, lighting them and setting them where they wouldn't catch anything on fire. She sprinkled the herbs into the pool and disrobed, carefully stepping into the comfortable water. She knelt before reclining onto her back, watching as curious dragonflies darted around her face. She usually did the cleansings in her own tub, but she wondered why Ashling had insisted on the spring. Now, close your eyes and recall the vision. Ashling instructed, her voice still clear even with Fable's long ears in the water. Fable did as she was told, closing her eyes and pondering over the dream. She started with the door and the knocking on the other side. She recalled one of the older tales when myth was created. According to those stories, 
The Fox Drakes created a door to Myth to safeguard the element of magic after the sorcerer's betrayal. Was that the same door? Fable took another slow breath, letting her mind gently follow the train of thought over the vision. She moved to the boy and the blue-eyed man with the Mara. According to the village, she and this boy were the only ones standing between the elves and the man. But why was that? When the children of two sisters unite. That was part of the old story too. In fact, it was an old religion called the Saints of the Sisters, believing that myth and earth were sister goddesses, one named Terra and the other Gaia. Did that mean... Well, the humans were left behind on Earth, Gaia, and the elves and the other beings of magic thrived on myth, Terra. So the boy was technically a child of Gaia, and she was a child of Terra. Children of two sisters. Fable gasped as she sat up in the water, surprising Ashling as Drake backed away from the splashing water with an involuntary hiss. Careful, please. I'm no water guardian. Sorry, Ashling, Fable said as she dried off her hands and started writing these thoughts into her journal. But I think I made a connection. Curious, Ashling approached and watched Fable write. When she finished writing her notes, she reread them. If that boy is from Earth, and he comes here to stand by me against the blue-eyed man, Fable said, holding the train of thought, then it's possible that the two sisters are Gaia and Terra, Earth and Myth. But then that means... That means this was indeed a warning for all of us, Ashling said with a flick of her tail. She was quiet for a long moment as her tail settled and just the tip of it tapped, like someone tapping a finger while deep in thought. You'll need to see the council. Fable was afraid of that. I don't think they'll be happy about it, she answered. They already don't like the fact that I'm a keeper and... Not your council, Fable. Ashling told her, looking up at Fable with her shining emerald eyes. I mean my council, the elders of my clan. Thank you for listening to The Guardians and Keepers of Myth. You can support this story by becoming a patron on Silver Cavern's Patreon page. First tier will give you early access to new episodes in written form. The second tier allows you behind-the-scenes glimpses to the creation of Fox Drake dolls. You can also follow Silver Caverns on Facebook and Instagram. This fantasy serial podcast is written, produced, and performed by Emily Davis. And special thanks goes to my patrons. To the Keepers-in-Waiting, Lucy Estrada Alvera, Christina McKinney, and Matthew Bain. Thank you all so much for your support. I couldn't have done this without you.